Good afternoon and welcome everybody into another edition of the Devoted Steelers Podcast. I am the D as in Dimitri George. Joined alongside my co-host as always, he is the V, Vince Paparella. And Vince, let's jump right into it. Vince, it's been a while since we've been able to get together and talk some football, specifically Steelers football, which is what we love to do. But here we are, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. New league year officially started today at 4 o'clock. Uh, and there's a lot to discuss with the Steelers. Uh, but I first want to start with the most important uh, aspect of the uh, entire team, which is the quarterback position. And number seven, Ben Roethlisberger will be back uh, in 2021 as the Steelers and Ben were able to ne- renegotiate his contract, added some voidable years on his contract to help spread out the cap hit. They also lowered his cap hit from somewhere around the ballpark. It went from 41 million and some change to I think about 24, 25 million, uh, while he also taking a five million dollar uh, pay cut it looked like um, so again Ben coming back much to the dismay of I'd probably say 70% of Steelers Nation um, so certainly that's where we were going to start Vince your thoughts on Ben being back uh, in 2021 both from a short-term and long-term perspective uh, what are your thoughts on that <clears throat> so from a short-term perspective it's definitely the best thing for 2021 um you know, they were able to shave $5 million off because of an agreement. Um, you know, you make the argument right now that if you're serious about winning a Super Bowl, that Ben already has his money. And if that's the singular thing that he wants to do, then arguably you could have, you know, maybe reduced the cap hit more or the contract more. But, you know, they settled out a, a amount that was $5 million less, which is certainly acceptable. Um, and then, you know, moving forward, he's current, you know, he's not the long-term solution, obviously. Uh you know, after 2022, and I don't know if anybody on the roster is you and I, you and I may disagree from that point, but you know, it did allow them some flexibility to re-sign some free agents. Um, and actually, I believe the time that we thought was going to be about $180 million cap uh, limits that he would actually even below that by the time they renegotiated this contract or I guess offer, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, he did a significant kind of, you know, service to help out the Steelers. Um, from that point of view, first contract. No, and I and I think that I'm certainly in agreement with the short term. I think he is the, obviously the best option for 2021. I understand the the concerns with how the season ended. Certainly, that's nothing to ignore. Um, I also feel like you know while he deserves some you know a lot of the blame there, I also think the the issues surrounding him as from a absolute no running game, whether it was him that basically decided not to, um, you know, you know, you know, try to wanted to be a pass dominant, whatever the case was, you know, there just wasn't a lot of, it was really, everything was on Ben. I mean, what do you throw the ball almost damn near 70 times in the playoff game? I mean, there just wasn't much success. And, but again, he deserves a lot of the blame for playing, playing poorly. I don't think it had anything really to do with the lack of, you know, strength because of his elbow. I just think, you know, teams were, you know, after the 11-0 start, really adjusted to what the Steelers wanted to do, which is get the ball out of his hands. And, you know, it, it really went downhill quickly, which is unfortunate because of this great start that they had. Um, Long term, um, I still don't know from the standpoint I, – I get it, and we'll talk about the lot, some of the players that they've already lost in free agency and uh, could potentially be more. But, you know, regardless of what you and I think or what Steelers fans think – 
the Steelers go into every year thinking that they have a chance to compete with this four Super Bowl, especially when seven is their quarterback. Now, obviously, they might they might have to start being more realistic post twenty twenty one, and people probably think that they need to be realistic in twenty twenty one, even with Ben. But regardless of how we think, that's how they feel, and so you know. I'm not going to be the one to sit here and I, I could sit here obviously and say, you know, yeah, they probably could have moved off of Ben this year. And again, not necessarily rebuild, but give Mason a, a, a you know full year to be the starter and then evaluate what they want to do with him since he's a free agent after 2021. And maybe sure. that puts them in a good situation because, you know, if best worst case scenario is, uh, you know, he stinks up the joint and you got a high draft pick and you're able to potentially land somebody in the first round of next year. Or best case scenario is he really catches fire and shows enough that they warrant him to get a second contract. And now you have a quarterback, well, whether it's a long term or maybe a, a nice bridge quarterback, whoever the next guy is going to be. Um, certainly, I can argue that all day and every day. Uh, but I just think that the Steelers certainly are not. I don't think they're as good as a shot to make the Super Bowl as they were last year. But even with seven, I think with the with the newfound desire to want to play physical football with Matt Canada at the, as the offensive coordinator um, with some of the changes that they're going to be having up front. Um, and obviously uh, in all likelihood, a new running back. Um, I, I think there's a potential with a, 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 a revamped running game and Ben, if he can channel that, you know, first two and a half months of the season um, and he, and their defense can stay, you know, uh, you know, try to improve and get some young guys to take some significant steps forward. Uh, you know, they certainly can be a playoff team. Um, now, Super Bowl team, I'm not ready to say that yet. There's still a lot to be, you know, unpacked here uh, with, you know, more free agents potentially coming and going and obviously the draft. But my point is, I, I, I think both short-term and long-term, I'm comfortable with what the Steelers did in terms of bringing Ben back. I understand both sides of the argument, but me personally, I'm okay with it. So is are you comfortable with saying that they are a playoff team and not a Super Bowl team? Um, I'm comfortable yeah. in saying that, yes. And I know some people don't even think they're a playoff team. I, um, well, that, the thing is that if you want to make the argument that, okay, they're not a Super Bowl team right now, therefore we need to change some things and get to be a Super Bowl, try to be a Super Bowl team as soon as possible in the later years, then you don't bring Ben back. All right, and so that and that's what I'm saying. And so when I thought that Ben would restructure his contract, I thought they said, okay, they're going to make a very serious push this year to get the Super Bowl, and they're going to keep some people that they may or may not have been able to keep, you know, via some restructures, which so far in free agency has not been the case. But we'll get to that. So I, that's 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 how I'm kind of prepping myself for the next conversation. Right, and, and you know, it's it, it's unfortunate, right? Because you know if. There's no COVID nineteen. We we're not the Steelers. You know this is a completely potentially be a completely different conversation. Correct. Um, and so you have to take that into effect as well. Um, but like I said, I'm very happy with Ben coming back for 2021, and I think it's going to be, you know, most in all likelihood is last year. And I, you know, Ben's got to be motivated, right? He's he's hearing it, right? He heard it coming into last year, and what a hell of a start he got off to, as well as a team. But he's hearing this chatter, right, that, man, why is he coming back? He can't do any more. He's costing the Steelers, you know, and he's going to be more motivated as ever. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to result in a Super Bowl victory uh, for sure, but 
the same time, you like to have a guy like Ben who has got a chip on his shoulder. You know, he's always questioned about his, you know, not necessarily commitment, but his work ethic, uh, his desire to be great and all that stuff. He always get he always seems to get questioned on that. So for him to be in his last year, you know, you're going to have a highly motivated Ben, a guy that's going to want to go out with a real bang, a la Jerome Bettis, a la Peyton Manning like. Um, Again, whether that happens, we don't know. We'll never. We're we're not going to know until you know next season comes. But uh, I, again, I think I'm 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 certainly I'm okay with it from that from that perspective that they brought him back, um, both in the short term and the long term. Um, anything else that you wanted to expand on with Ben? Or are you ready to move on to the free agents? Uh, I I like to something. So, you know, typically when there's turnover, even. I want to give this example, and I think you'll see where I'm going with this. So, um, Sean Garrett, right? One more offensive line coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, correct? I got his name right. Say again. Sean Garrett. What no, for the Steelers? Yes. Sean. Now? Sh- no, former. Yes. Yeah, Sean Sarrett. Sarrett. Sean Sarrett. I'm sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. He got picked up by the Chargers assistant correct. offensive line coach. Um, Todd Haley had a job. Right after he was fired from Pittsburgh Steelers, he went to Cleveland or something. He's done a lot of yep. okay. Um, you know, I, I'm glad to see a lot of teams had interest in Randy Feetner. Oh wait, um, I'm really gonna come out strong against this, and I think that we would know a much better, we'd have a much better idea about what Mason Rudolph could and couldn't do, or what his, you know, what his kind of high point was if with we didn't with a real offensive coordinator. I'm serious. Like, I think we're gonna look back in several years and say this was the worst possible person to be Ben's offense coordinator for the end of his career. And I think we really blew an opportunity to have something special. I'm dead serious with that. Um, you know, I think it's a victim of them just to, being too buddy, buddy, you know, he was the, the quarterback's coach for eight years and then became offense coordinator. It's no way, you know, I just think it, that's really poorly. And so I'm really excited. I want to transition that. I'm really excited to see if they do give Mason a couple opportunities or, you know, through whatever circumstances he does get a few starts, hopefully in a different system, he gets a, uh, honest to God chance to show what he can do. And that's me not being extremely high on Mason Rudolph. Um, but, you know, at least Matt Canada has had success at several different places, you know, and not really having, you know, a plus talent. So I just think that's exciting to go on. I just, and I'm also interested to see how Ben responds to that doing a, a relatively new system in his final year. So I'm excited. I kind of want to. It, 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 is, it is definitely interesting, right? Because, very buddy buddy with Randy Feeney. We all know that, right? And it's it's kind of interesting that Ben's Ben wanted to come back, given the fact that there's an expectation he was going to lose some players, uh, both offensively and defensively, as well as have a new offense coordinator. And to your point, you know they probably will have a lot of the same kind of stuff that they were doing. But Matt Ken is certainly going to have his imprint on this offense. Yes. Um. And so for Ben to come back, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he really can fully buy in. I think that's going to be the question early on. Um. So that's a great point by you. And again, well, we won't know. And it, it, it's unfortunate, you know. Like again, I still still think there is a, a worst case scenario is you, you Ben plays this year, whether they win the Super Bowl or not. Regardless, obviously, if he wins the Super Bowl, I think everyone will be okay. If next year they absolutely stink, um. But again, or I shouldn't say okay with it, but you know. But the point is. If they if they if they go and they make the playoffs or whatever the case is, and they have absolutely no idea anything more than what they already know, the 10, 11 games that Mason's played for them, and he's a free agent, 
and that's really what they have. And they have a mid to high, or mid to low, uh, a mid twenties uh, first round pick. It's a waste, you know. Which, right? And so it's just kind of like it, it's gonna it's gonna be that could be detrimental, really. But yeah. uh, I'm still comfortable with it. But free agency has come. We all know that the tampering period is really when free agency started, which started on Monday at noon, uh, and the deals became official. Um, across the league at four, as long as everyone, you know, I think there's only been like one or two where someone's agreed. I think Frank Gore a couple of years ago signed with the Eagles in the tampering period or agreed to a deal and then all of a sudden uh, backed out of the deal after. Um, but the Steelers have lost several pieces and could potentially lose more, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I'll just start running through um, them here. Uh, you talked about Sean Serrett and, and, and the, with the Chargers in Los Angeles. He brings over, and, and I'm sure vouched for Matt Filer. Filer got a nice payday from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he will be playing guard for them uh, as as he is now uh, a member of the Los Angeles Chargers. So he was uh, right tackle for the Steelers as well as the, the left guard last year. Much better tackle. Was the, absolutely. He was kind of the Chris Hubbard uh, after the Chris Hubbard, really. Um, you know, And now, you know, it, it's funny. Really quick, I just thought it was funny. You know, there was a time there, you know, Marcus Gilbert was a quality right tackle just, at, you know, towards the end of his career with the Steelers. He just couldn't really stay healthy. And it was always that if you were that swing tackle guy and or the backup right tackle, uh, which is really the swing tackle, mm-hmm. uh, you and you're behind Marcus Gilbert, you, you had an opportunity to play significant and get paid. We saw it with Chris Hubbard. We saw it with Matt Filer. And now you see Zach Banner, who the Steelers have also brought back. You know, it, it, that's just interesting, right, that, to have that kind of, Back to back to back kind of guys just come on and play some in, in replacement of somebody and then get paid. I mean, they they do a great um, job of preparing their players to say, hey, you know, we need somebody, or or maybe just finding that individual that can say, hey, if you know the Castro goes down, this is where you're gonna play. If Villanueva goes down, you're gonna play here, and you need to have the ability to do both in a pinch. So that's a that's a compliment to the Steelers. Absolutely. Um, so Zach, like I mentioned, so they lose Matt Filer, but they bring back Sag Banner. Um, Mark Cabali, uh, I, I believe I have to see, I think he has said that he will be their right tackle. Some have said the left tackle. He has said, I think in his article in the athletic, I'm trying to pull it up here that he will be the right tackle for the Steelers. Any quick thoughts on Zach Banner coming back? I'm excited. He worked his butt off. Um, to get in the position last year, and obviously he was rewarded with the right tackle position. Now, regardless of what tackle he position he plays, I don't know. Um, but I feel comfortable, and I think you and I are higher on Chooks than a lot of other people. And I feel comfortable with Zach Banner. I mean, obviously I didn't see a large body of work, but I know he's worked his butt off, and uh, Mike Tomlin values that. So I'm comfortable with him, really. It's other unless it's a major liability right away. Um, a tackle, and I'm excited. You know, it's it's a it's a kind of a prove it thing. Um, but, you know, they weren't just going to say, oh, you tore your ACL, whatever happened, and we're not going to sign you back. So I think it's uh, – you know, I, I think assuming that he gets back to the level that he was basically at the beginning of the season last year, then he'll be good. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and, and uh, I am too. I like to agree he was really working his ass off and was able to get himself in the position to play. And then obviously uh, right towards the end of the first game, he tears his ACL, unfortunately. It's that field, man. Um, and, yes, Mark – Mark Caboli did say in his article expected to be the starting right tackle. So interesting what that leads with Chooks because you have to imagine the Steelers drafting a tackle 
Um, potentially maybe multiple, maybe one or two offensive linemen in this draft, but certainly a tackle. So it's interesting to see what happens. I thought Shooks played well, uh, but, you know, with the overall change in philosophy with Matt Canada and wanting to be a better running team, maybe they felt Shooks wasn't the guy, isn't going to be the, isn't a guy that can, you know, you know, your right tackle is really the guy that really you need to get kind of run behind. Um, and maybe they feel Chooks isn't physical enough at the point of attack. That's but not why they we'll struggle. We'll see how that plays out. No, but you know, they, I think they're just saying, regardless of who was out there, we need to we need to change everything uh, because we have. It's really not just been last year; it's been the last couple of years. So we'll see what happens. But that's uh, so loose filer, but re-sign Banner um, and uh, going over. BJ. Thank you yeah. for that. And they did reunite, which, you know, with the Steelers love uh, reunions. Um, we've got BJ Finney, who left the Steelers to sign with the Seattle Seahawks, who then was traded in midseason to the Bengals and the Carlos Dunlap deal. Uh, he was also he was due, I think, three and a half million or so roughly from the Bengals this year. And they decided to cut him. And with Marquise Pouncey's retirement, it made sense. Steelers bring BJ Finney back. And now they have B.J. Finney as well as J.C. Hassenauer as the two centers or two center capable players on their mm-hmm. roster. You have to figure um, B.J. Finney's got a really good shot to be the starting center. At least week one. Uh, right, barring a rookie or maybe another free agent, veteran free agent that they bring in. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, so Finney's back. Honestly, I like him better at guard than I did at center when he was originally with the Steelers. We have but, our guards. Um, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you there. But – so that's good. So so again, Banner and Finney in and the offensive line position. Uh, Filer has been removed uh, and left, and potentially Alvin Villanueva, who is still a free agent out there. Some say the Steelers are trying to maybe potentially work on a deal to bring him back. Some saying he might get go on to somewhere else. So stay tuned for that. Um, defensively is where the Steelers right to this point have have had some some significant movement. Uh, Cam Sutton was re-signed. Uh, he will be the starting nickel corner uh, as Mike Hilton has left the Steelers, which was not surprising to, to anyone, really. It was expected that they were – if they had to choose between the two, a lot of the local beats uh, indicate that they would likely choose Sutton over it's Hilton. Cheaper. Uh, and that's ultimately what they ended up doing, um, whether it was because uh, they could afford Sutton over Hilton at this time because Hilton was going to get more money or whether they valued Sutton more. Maybe that's a, that's a topic for another day, but Sutton comes back on a two-year deal and Mike Hilton leaves to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. So Mike Hilton stays in the division, gets the payday he, that payday that he certainly deserves. Um, but you hate to see that he goes to the Bengals. Uh, I'm a huge Mike Hilton fan. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that dog in him, physical, great blitzer, great run defender. And I get it. He's can be a liability in coverage because of his size, but he competes his ass off and he is a really good to me, just a, a really good football player. Um, and the Steelers are certainly going to miss that from him. Now, Cam Sutton has really come on and really been really the only corner that, that the Steelers have drafted. And, and since, you know, Ike Taylor, who knows when since Rod, right. Since Ike Taylor, Rod Woodson, um, they, He's really coming to his own. He's really a solid guy. Well, you know, there was thoughts that maybe you know the exception. I'll say who was who was our boy Keaton Lewis. I think that was fine. That was uh, our boy. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Um, and I was who was I thinking about this? You know, is is Justin Lane going to be the Keaton Lewis? Maybe right. 
it wasn't until I think it, it wasn't until like three or four where uh, Keenan started to figure it out because when Keenan figured it out that last that you know his last year and I think he played a little bit in 2011 yeah. and then in 2012 he really came on and started and was absolutely phenomenal and then he got paid yes, with the did. Saints um, and so I, I, I thought about that it's funny you brought that up I thought is Justin Lane going to be the, this this you know this version of of Keenan Lewis um, we'll have to see but. Thoughts on Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton, uh, and obviously your and your take on that. I know you're a Cam yeah, love Sutton Cam Sutton. Guy. Love that. Love Mike Hilton too. I have nothing to say negative about Mike Hilton. He, um, I think the under. You know, I, I thought a lot about this after our conversation yesterday. A lot of times, they, they would tag him. I think the past two years they tagged him, and he, you know, didn't always sign right away. But there was never any, you know, kind of discrepancy with Mike Hilton. He just signed and he played. And he always played physical. Um, and he was a heck of a player. And I, I, I had a lot of fun like, watching Mike Hilton. And I kind of <clears throat> salty. He went to the Bengals. Sure. Um, but I'm happy for him. You know, it's what this league's about. And I'm not upset literally for any player that gets drafted by the Steelers, works well, and they just can't afford him because the Steelers do draft well. Like, that's it's the negative to, of this whole situation. So I, I, I'm not really upset about that. I'm The only thing I don't like about that, he went to the, the Cincinnati. I really don't like Cincinnati. Um, but besides that, you know, good for Mike Hilton, and I hope he does well when he's not playing Pittsburgh twice a year. Uh, I agree. Uh, it's hard to see him go first and foremost. It's also harder to see him go to a division rival like the Bengals. Will he be 28? Because um, that's Hickson's stuff. Or Joe Mixon. Uh, maybe he goes back to maybe maybe he goes back. Is maybe 31's available for them because he was 31 with the Steelers for a while for that one that yeah. first year, and they went to 28 once. Uh, John Davis switch. John Davis, Davis fans love. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's interesting. I, I like Cam Sutton. Like I said, I thought there was potent, you know, potentially a, a scenario where maybe you, if you were going to cut one of your veteran corners and Hayden Nelson, maybe you look at bringing Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton back and moving Cam Sutton outside. Um, I think that's then, why. Though. Uh, I mean, you just said it because if if um. Joe goes down or Steven goes down. It's like, all right, you, you throw Sutton out there with pretty much no reservation. And he, and Mike Hilton is not going to play outside corner. Right. So I, I think that's the, no, I think that's the idea behind it. Um, so again, lose one. And I, I hate that. Because yes. it, uh, you know, I thought having them both is such a luxury and such it gives them so much flexibility. Um, but it's the business, and that's what happens. Um, but after the slot cornerback position, another not surprising loss. Bud Dupree signs with a team that uh, former Steeler Ramon Foster, who was from uh, went to the uh, University yeah. of Tennessee. I believe has a home there. Has been he, has, he works on a, a local radio station there. Uh, has been saying this for you know pretty much all off season, even during the season about Bud going there. He gets paid, I think, five years, eighty-two million dollars, uh, eighty-two and a half million from the um, Titans. Bud Dupree is way better than J- Jadavion Clowney, mm-hmm. uh, and good for Bud. You know, even with the torn ACL, the torn ACL is no longer what it used to be. It seems like it's some players just come back damn near stronger. I mean, Adrian Peterson tore his ACL, came back, won the MVP. 
Um, so not surprised that he got paid uh, handsomely. Sad to see sure. Bud go. I know it was. It took a while for him to kind of get his feet in Pittsburgh, but once he did, he and T.J. Watt really became uh, one of the best, if not the best, outside linebacker duos in the in the uh, mm-hmm. entire NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's sad to see him go. Once again, they were just bought off. I don't like it. I'm kind of mad he went to the Titans. Like, it's like go to the Cardinals. Or like, you know, go go somewhere else. That I'm glad to see you. You know, but uh, I think if anything, it just kind of shows how much money they're going to have to give DJ Watt here pretty soon, uh, which scares the crap out of me, which, which is, is absolutely worth it. Absolutely. 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 Crap. Just like, oh, dear. Um, so he'll get his here relatively soon. But um, yeah, I agree. I uh, certainly would love to see him not go to Tennessee, but it is what it is. And they, to, but... they come to Pittsburgh, um, year, which will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tyson Aluwalu, um, somewhat surprising, I think. I don't, I don't know if that was necessarily uh, expected. He returns to Jacksonville, which is where he was drafted. Played, I think, seven years there before the last four with Pittsburgh. Goes to Jacksonville on a two-year deal worth $6 million. Uh, that raised an eyebrow, certainly for me, and that kind of stung. I mean, he was so valuable. You could see when – I mean, it, it really went downhill at the comp- – it, you know, Devin Bush went down, but they were still doing well, stopping the run. Then Tyson Alualu missed the game, and they really, it really hurt them, especially that first game because it happened in that first, in the first half of the first game of the Ravens game, and they really couldn't stop the run. Uh, then they lost Bud Dupree. So the, the culmination of all those losses throughout the year really uh, uh, was a part of, was a real big reason why they had issues stopping the run because in the beginning of the year they could, they were, you know, they weren't giving up anything on the ground. Um, but when you look at uh, Tyson Alawalu now leaving, it leaves a glaring hole. You know, you got guys like Carlos Davis, who saw some limited snaps. Isaiah Bugs, who shows flashes, but, you know, he's got to work to be in better shape. A lot of a lot of the local beats continue to, to talk about his lack of conditioning. Um, and so we'll have to see what happens with him next year. Uh, but now nose tackle becomes something that they need to address, whether it's in free agency and or in the draft. And there are some guys out there right now. Al Woods, former Steeler, got released by the Jaguars today. Uh, Danny Shelton's a guy that got released by the Lions that maybe the Steelers take mm-hmm. a look at. And then you look uh, maybe, maybe you know, a one-year deal with something like Steve McClendon, who just won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But now, nose tackle certainly becomes uh, an area of need. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say my comment until you talk about the next guy that, uh, that left. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to Vince Williams. So Vince Williams was released, uh, and a mere cap saving move. Again, if there was no, if there was no pandemic, Vince Williams is still uh, a stealer, but Vince Williams was released and saves about $4 million on the salary for this salary cap this year. Sad to see Vince go six round pick in 2013. Came in with my buddy Shamarco Thomas in that draft class. Worked, again, another guy worked his ass off. Played significant snaps. Uh, we were at the 2013 season opener that saw us lose Marquise Bounty uh, for the mm-hmm. entire season, uh, as well as Larry Foote. Larry. If you can remember, uh, was was lost for the Rest. entire season. And Vince Williams had to, Vince Williams had to play, uh, what was it, him and Keon Wilson or something like that? Uh we're, we're, we're switching off early, but Vince Williams really took a grasp of it and really um, played 
with Lawrence Simmons and then play with Ryan Shazier uh, and really was a great blitzer run defender, old school Steeler linebacker. Uh, so definitely sad to see him go. I know you've, you're, you're certainly upset with this, uh, but there's also another potential reunion. The Baltimore Ravens are expected to release LJ Fort. Uh, Maybe there's an opportunity to bring him back, but I'll leave the floor to you to discuss. That. I mean, why in the hell would you want to give LJ Ford a fly when you wouldn't play him in the freaking playoff game and you you started the freaking what's-his-name over him? Don't – go ahead. Sean Spence. Sean Spence. They treat the middle linebacker's position like crap, and I don't know why. I don't I, – I, I, I'm so puzzled. Like, think back to that Bills game. Who? Who was playing middle linebacker for the Bills game? Who was starting? Marcus Allen was your starting middle linebacker? I think that's what they were down to. And and I don't want to hear anything right. about um, UG3 because he can't stay healthy. He's got three back issues or whatever it is, however it is. He's got too many. They Okay, great. I like the starting tandem. You have Devin Bush and you have Robert Spillane. Good. Happy. Fine. Whatever. The minute you get off of that, who? No. It, it, there's no quality depth. And I think the last two or three seasons we get to this position, like in week 10 or week 12, and regardless of what the bye week is, because we could get screwed over again like we did last year, feel like who's starting middle linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers? No, you don't know. You don't know. So I don't, and I don't, I feel like we run into this position all the time, all the time. And like, why aren't we fixing this? What, what really made me upset about that, so the, saved $4 million to cut Vince Williams in this year's cap, right? But it costs 3.7 in dead money. What? That doesn't make any sense. Why not just, why not first restructure a contract? Okay. That. Well, we don't know if they asked him to take a pay cut. No, we don't. We don't, we don't, we don't. I, I, I would rather restructure a contract first and then go with it. Because, I mean, you, so... Are you, because honestly, God, however long, I can, I can hear, I can hear. God, I, I'm so frustrated with this. Like, honestly, God, next year, if Kevin Colbert is the GM next year, which I know he just signed the contract. Okay, cool. All right, are are you planning on winning a Super Bowl right now with I don't know X quarterback at your helm? No. Okay, so it's okay to have dead money next year. Like half the dead money next year. You'll have a bigger cap number. All right, you'll sign who's important. And then you move on from there, okay? Because you're probably going to have a – you may have a rookie starting next year or what? You're going to have to pay Mason. Mason's not going to have that much money, especially if he doesn't play. What's going to command? $15 million? Twenty? Exactly. Exactly. No way. You're exactly right. So, okay, what are we saving it for at this point? We, we're bringing back Ben back on pretty much his last thing, all right? Then let's do it because it's not going to get any better in 2022 or 2023. So let's keep the defensive pieces right now. I mean, I cannot – we're going to be playing Cincinnati on Monday night, all right, in week 10. I don't even know the schedule yet, all right? And we got, you know, Marcus Allen and Joe Blow, okay, playing middle linebacker, all right? And they're going to have 130 yards on the ground, again, because they can't stop the freaking quarterback draw. Like, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. It's like, why are we treating this position like that? I mean, I know they like to play, you know, hybrid defenses where they have one middle linebacker and then, you know, six defensive backs, I guess. Um or some combination of that, but it's like I, I the the depth at linebacker position. And there's only eight draft picks. Like, where are you going to get these guys? And we're going to sign some, you know, cheap person probably. And if I'm overreacting because early in free agency, then so be it. And I can correct myself on the next podcast. Fine, but I, I just don't see 
this reasoning. It's not like Vince Williams' play was falling off last year, uh, unless I saw something that somebody else didn't see. All right, and I hear reports that oh, we're trying to resign Al Villanueva. Why? He's 32, 33, and anytime Carl Lawson's coming, you might as well just lay down. All right, because you got a better chance of blocking him doing that than something else. I mean, gosh, he sucked against the Bengals. Sorry, tangent. Um, but like, it's like just stop. Like, just stop. Get younger in the place that you need to. Like, because I don't like if this is an ex- like if this is giving Kevin Colbert an excuse to drop draft a middle linebacker again in the first round, I'm gonna lose my mind. Lose my mind. So I don't know. Was your last one about Damon Collins? Yeah, from Tulsa. Damon Collins or something. I, I don't want that. I need yeah. to score points in this league. I'm sorry. But I need the depth. I, I, now, if they, you know, I don't think they'll resign Vince Williams. I don't know if Vince will want to come back if they try to resign him later, but it's, I, I don't think they would resign. But, and then LJ Ford, it was like, yeah, bring him back. They started, what's his name? Who tore like every muscle in his knee, all right, against the Carolina Panthers in the preseason over LJ Ford. They don't think anything at LJ Ford. I don't think. I, I And I don't know. It, it's, it's we always get this thing where it's like Mike Tomlin just has gets these stubbornness things where it's like I'm not going to start this. You know, we, we've seen it repeatedly, repeatedly again. So I don't know. I'll shut up. But um, I, I just don't think it's a depth move smart because there's nobody reliable number three or four or five. And I don't want to draft them a linebacker in the beginning. I want to draft an offensive lineman or Something else. So, sorry. I'll talk. No, I, 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 listen, I hear you. I'm sad to see Vince go as well. You don't want to lose a quality veteran like that and big presence in the locker room. That's another yes. thing. They've lost a lot of pieces in the locker room that are big voices. Um, so, that, that's something to monitor as well. Um, but, you know, I, again, business. And because of, of COVID, you know, this is what happens. You know, you, you got to let go of some players that you don't really want to. Um, I don't think he would be gone if, if there wasn't for um, uh, the, 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 you know, the virus. So, but to this point, um, that's been the major move so far, which it, it's a lot, uh, certainly. And, um, and so when you look at the rest of the free agency and, and what's going to happen, like I said, uh, you know, Villanueva is still out there. We don't know what's happening with Juju. The wide receiver market seems to be slow. Um, uh, you know, Ben certainly has about, uh, you know, voiced his opinion. He'd like to have him back. It still seems very unlikely that. It was Marcus and, uh, Allen and Avery Williams sitting against the Bills. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to let this Yeah. Would you take Avery yeah, I think Williams he's fine. back? I, but still, if, okay, if Avery Williams is your third. Perfect. 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 That's I need. But he's a very, he's a that's similar player. I need somebody to just not give me a panic attack when I see one of my starters go down. All right. Or I got to say who? Like. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, you're not thrilled about Roberts. No, 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 no. I'm assuming that they would play nickel typically. I'm, I'm going to say nickel's their base defense and it's, the three cornerbacks, two safeties, and then Robert Spillane and Vince Ward. Or, I'm sorry, Dead Bush. And then Dead your Bush, yeah. line, you know, Highsmith, Watt, Hayward, do it. That's who they roll out with. And I think that Robert Spillane and Devin Bush are very, very right. good against the run, which gives me very, very good, you know, very, very happy. But 
you know, middle linebackers, this thing got to rotate and, you know, they, they ask them to play a lot of different roles in, you know, pass coverage and whatnot. So I don't know, man, I, I, I am, I'm, my head scratched. No, it, it makes sense. I, I get it. There's concern, certainly lack of depth. It seems like there's always been, you know, the, the worst case scenario happened last year. Everyone knew going into last year that even with Vince Williams, uh, if he went down, it was going to be hurt. It was going to be, it was going to be a problem. It ended up being a big problem. Um, and even when the years were drying Shazier, like it, it's, they need to get that second guy, um, which they need another playmaker at linebacker. Um, you know, I, I love Vince Williams, but you know, he wasn't a guy that was going to, you know, create, uh, you know, turnovers. Um, he was going to be effective, a great blitzer and, a, and certainly a thumper. Um, but in terms of creating turnovers and splash, that's not him. Devin Bush is that guy. Um, you know, Ryan Shazier mm-hmm. was that guy. They need a second guy at this, at the second level. That's going to make those, and not, you know, you know, TJ Watson to make plays, but I'm saying at the inside position, they need another guy, um, which is why you see that the linebacker from Tulsa being tossed around. But, I agree with you. You like to see them address the I am a, position, uh, yeah, and, and maybe or maybe or the running back position because this it's, this seems to be a deep tackle class. I am a hundred percent against Alvin Lewaver resigning. A hundred percent. It's he's only going to get older. He has clearly declined in the past couple of years. He's not getting any better. I, no, I don't. Physical, he didn't. And so I don't want him. I'm sorry. Listen, I appreciate Villanova what he was. Listen, he's a great pass protector uh, for the yeah. most part. I mean, he's certainly declined certainly a little bit uh, and certainly struggles with certain uh, passers, as you mentioned, Carl Lawson, mm-hmm. guys that kind of get right in his chest uh, and they're able to bully him. Um, he struggles with those. But, you know, he's there, just not the, the physical presence at the left tackle position that, he, that they need right I, now in terms of getting better at running the football. So I'm in agreement I, that I, I'm okay I, with I'm that. I'm a buddy that's Cleveland fan. It's like, why will, are you not lining Miles Garrett up against Villanova each and every play? Like, and I'll tell you how to beat him. I mean, it ain't that hard. Lawson can do it, and he ain't nearly half the pass rusher that uh, Miles Garrett is. So I, you know, just a right. just a scenario there. But like, I like don't waste our money that uh, the little bit that they have, you know, doing that. Like, go and you know now. I think what's kind of really worrying me now is like in. But prior to free agency, I'm like, even if they, you know, don't re-sign Juju as an example and don't re-sign um, uh, Dupree, then we can either – I A, I can name their replacement or they can draft that position. Now I just feel like, you know, there's too many holes in the boat and I can't fill them fast enough, you know, before via free agency and only eight draft picks because the Steelers, let's say something that they're not very good at, um, the undrafted players – very, very rarely do they end up hitting those. Um, and some teams do, and some teams don't, obviously, after the seventh round. You know. I did. Are you kidding me? Or did you say Who? that? They that start? Really players. I mean, are you talking about that initially start with the Steelers? I mean, you have okay. Will Parker, who was undrafted by the Steelers. James Harrison was undrafted. Uh, Mike Hilton was an undrafted fine. Mike Hilton was not picked up uh, in this. He was the Patriots, correct? He was with the Jaguars and the Patriots, and then yeah. So yes. you're talking about initially coming with the Steelers. I know it's tough. Listen, you know I don't think they're exceptionally I mean, good at it. I don't. We we had to put eight first rounders on there, our but... defense just to get Keith Butler to get his head out of his butt. All right. And... 
No, I, I got my problem with Mike Tomlin. Or Mike Tomlin we, that's another podcast. I got problems with him too. And I have not been historically critical of Mike Tomlin. But times are changing. Like I'll tell you this. What is Mike Tomlin known for? Just just really? Defense. Yes. Um, are you answering? So what's he known for in Pittsburgh? He was, he's a defensive guy. I know he played receiver. Damn. Defense. He's all right, then. I mean, like, for being in the position as long as he has, like, you would just think that he would do something extraordinarily well. Like, I think if you look at Andy Reid, who is, I, in my mind, a comparable. Like, I'm not going to compare to Bill Belichick. Fine. Andy Reid's only one Super Bowl, so is uh, – okay, Sean Payton. No for offense. Sean Payton's a good thing. I'll tell you what, Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin are very convincible because neither of them can win in the playoffs. All right? I'm calling it out. So. I mean, that's a fact. They both, they both have, have uh, one Super Bowl win. Steelers have another Super Bowl appearance. And both have severely yeah, this, underperformed. The Saints and the Steelers the are the most disappointing teams in the last, the last decade. decade. It's the way it is. Unfortunately. Yep. So. But so a lot that we unpacked here, good stuff as always. Um, there's going to be a lot more to come uh, as we progress through the office. This is just day, yeah. You know, it's technically day one, but it's really day three. Um, so keep us keep it keep it locked. We'll have more as they go, come. We'll, we'll try to put out some more as we go here. Um, but you know, again, Ben stays great things with that, in my opinion, and uh, Steelers and in, in, uh, in all likelihood. Uh, we'll lose a few more players of significance, and we'll just have to see what they're able to do with their limited cap space. The only person we didn't at all. recognize um, was Ray Ray. Um, yeah, Ray Ray, which which that was a formality. You really didn't have a choice because uh, it's something with the restricted. Yes, restricted but it, it is significant that he has been their best returner of the last decade. But, so. Oh no, for sure, and you know you want to see him kind of get back. He was yeah. he also kind of tailed off at the end of the season too, so you kind of want to see him get back into that early season groove he had last year. But uh, just good on you to bring him back up. Um, but yeah, Vince. So we'll we'll keep it. We'll keep our eyes out again. It's day one, um, and we'll see what happens as we move forward. The steel's flying as we as we're recording now. Patrick Peterson going to the uh, Vikings and. Uh, trades are happening and trades are, you know, being in the work. So, you know, we'll see what happens. There's maybe some more quarterback dominoes around the league. Russell Wilson, you know, I doubt it. Deshaun Watson, who's got yeah. some legal issues in the moment. Uh, if he gets moved. So let's see what happens. Um, and obviously we'll play close eye on the Steelers. But um, Vince, as always, good stuff. Appreciate you. And for Vince, this see is Dimitri. Guys. Thank you so much for listening.